From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to a jam-packed edition today of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. We've got a boatload of stuff going on for you today, and... Uh, before I get into it, because I have a feeling this is going to be a supersized edition of the show today because we've got some really big hot topics. Uh, before we get into it, of course, you can always uh, send us email, comments, questions, hate mail, we don't care, uh, in black and right at gmail.com, or you can check out uh, our website in black and uh, We have some January 6th related stuff on there. Uh, especially when it comes to the QAnon shaman. And we'll be getting into that later uh, in today's adventure in podcasting. But first things first, some breaking news out of beautiful Florida in Pensacola. A U.S. Uh, federal judge has ruled that Biden's open border policies are unlawful, unconstitutional, and need to be gotten rid of within seven days. Seven days. I thought, oh my goodness, had to check this one out. Now, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, <laughs> who got reelected last November by like 20 points or something like that, was the one who filed case who filed the case in the uh, district court of uh, Northern Florida. Now, the judge in the case, a, a gentleman named Wetherill, oh my gosh, I mean, he, he wrote a 109-page scathing, I mean, like, seriously scathing rebuke of the Biden administration. And one, there's a couple of parts of it that I definitely loved when I read it, and I heard it, too. Uh, and I just thought, oh my gosh, I gotta start with this. I mean, I love this because the judge did not play. He did not play around. And it's just wonderful how he wrote this. Now, from the judge's words, not mine, not in black and whites, but from the judge himself, when he said in his opinion, and I quote, collectively, these actions were akin to posting a flashing come in where open sign on the southern border. The unprecedented surge of aliens that started arriving at the southwest border almost immediately after President Biden took office and that has continued unabated over the past two years was a predictable consequence of these actions, end quote. Ooh, ouch. That had to hurt, and I hope it did, because the judge was absolutely right. Uh, I, quite, I wouldn't have quite put it the way he did, but it was brilliant nevertheless, and I love it. Now, another part of the judge's opinion, uh, and I quote from this, This, like a child who kills his parents and then seeks pity for being an orphan, it is hard to take defendants' claims that they had to release more aliens into the country 
because of limited detention capacity. Seriously, when they have elected not to use one of the tools provided by Congress, uh, and the judge quotes the federal statute, and they have contained, oh, I'm sorry, and they have continued to ask for less detention capacity in furtherance of their prioritization of, quote, alternatives to detention over actual detention. Oh, again, ouch. Man, that's calling Biden and his yahoos out. Calling them out big time. And it's a federal judge. Ooh, baby. Gotta love that. Now, I'm sure there's going to be an appeal by the Department of Injustice. But I'll tell you what. This is absolutely one of the coolest things I've heard coming out on a federal judge. And, man, and he went after Biden hard. I mean, hard. But I said, hey, gotta love that. You just got to love that. <laughs> Whew. Well, now that we got that done, but apparently the fallout from Tucker Carlson's uh, report on January 6th, Monday night, apparently has still some sort of repercussions. Or, you know, like you throw a stone in the water and it just keeps going and going and going. And apparently, sad to say, uh, that the government isn't going to really get into this. And there are some certain sections of this. You know, I mean, when the news came on, when the report came out Monday night, and now Tuesday, uh, apparently the Uniparty, which included Schmucky Chucky Schumer, uh, Talking, speaking on the Senate floor, conduct, uh, condemning Tuck, Tucker Carlson and, oh, how this is terrible for democracy. No, we don't have a democracy, ding-dong. We have a representative republic. And since you and your fellow Democrats were part of the problem withholding this, all of this, a lot of it was exculpatory evidence. You, held, you kept it for two years, or more than two years, and now, all of a sudden, here's Tucker Carlson, tells the truth, shows the video evidence, asks legitimate questions about what the government was doing. Were there, I mean, it's the Fed's erection. It's not an insurrection. I'm sorry. If somebody has a problem with that, well, you know, get over yourself and go pound sand. But there were legitimate questions that were asked. I mean, but yet... Uh, here we go, you know, we're the, the Senate and Mitch McConnell calls a press conference and, you know, and then with all of these other establishment uh, Republicans and talks about, well, the letter that the U.S. Capitol Police Chief put out and how he agrees with it. I said, wait a minute, folks. I don't believe the current chair, if, if my chronology is right, the current chief of the Capitol Police wasn't even the chief when January 6th happened. So, for one thing, I mean, unless he was an officer, but still. I mean, don't get on Tucker Carlson's case. No, that, my friends, is a squirrel. 
It's like, oh no, look at the squirrel, look at the squirrel. No, 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 no. Now, if the Capitol Police Chief had any kind of integrity and half a brain, he should have been going after the officers that were doing things like, oh, I don't know, uh, conducting the QAnon shaman, you know? And if you thought he was such a danger, why were Capitol Police officers giving him a dang tour? Hmm? Why didn't you just simply arrest him if you thought he was such a threat? And now they're talking about, oh, we needed to de-escalate. No, it's a freaking coward. Just like this Ken Byrne who shot and killed, I mean, executed Ashley Babbitt, who was not anywhere near a threat. She was nowhere near him. She was completely unarmed. She was definitely, I mean, she's a petite woman, you know, but still, he shot her dead. That's a bad, it was a bad shooting. It was a murder or at the very least manslaughter. And every single police officer I know around the country agreed with me. They thought it was awful. But let me get to some of the really goofy things that were said by the, by the Republicans, especially in the Senate, the day after uh, Tucker Carlson aired his report. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell reacted at a news conference yesterday following the release of Chief Manger's letter. With regard to the uh, presentation on Fox News last night, I want to associate myself entirely with the opinion of the Chief of the Capitol Police about what happened on January 6th. My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. Clearly, the Chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th. So that's my reaction to it. Um, it was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at Capitol thinks. It wasn't just Leader McConnell. A handful of other Republican senators criticized the move as well. I think it's bull****. When you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, all of that, or you had to be in close proximity to it, if you were just a tourist, you should have probably lined up at the visitor center and came in on an orderly basis. I, I just don't think it's helpful. I think breaking through glass windows and doors here in the United States Capitol against the borders of police is a crime. I think particularly when you come into the chambers or start opening the members' desks, when you stand up in their balcony, to, to somehow put that in the same category as a you know, permitted peaceful protest is... Uh, it's just a lie. It's really sad to see Tucker Carlson uh, go off the rails that bad. Uh, the American people saw what happened on January 6th. They've seen uh, the, the people that got injured. They saw the damage to the building. Uh, you, you, you can't hide the truth uh, uh, by 
by selectively picking a few minutes out of tapes and saying this is what went on. It's, it's so absurd. It's, it's, it's a nonsense. It's clearly placating the base of my party is, is not the right way forward for the Republican Party or for the country. I think what happened on January 6th was despicable. Um, in America, you can believe what you want, but you can't act on it in a way that constitutes violence. Well, I mean, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was an attack on the Capitol. Now, you heard that, folks. Now, among the idiots, the other idiots uh, who made those comments uh, included uh, Mitt the Twit Romney, Utah, dear Utah, you got to get this guy out of office. He is giving your state a really bad rep. Uh, also, John Kennedy, uh, Republican Louisiana, kind of, you know, has that little bit of a foghorn leghorn. Uh, type of an accent, but I usually like him, but he was wrong on this big time. And now, Tom Tillis, you maggot, representing my beloved home state of North Carolina, it's bad enough you're an open borders advocate, but this is just really the cherry on top of your sick, twisted Sunday. Saying, I mean, essentially calling BS out on Tucker Carlson. You know, and as far as Mitch, the SOB McConnell, uh, no. No, no, no. I mean, he's just doing what he's doing. And then, of course, you throw in uh, Schmucky Chucky. I mean, it's the uniparty all over the Senate, folks. I mean, at least these establishment types, which included John Thune of South Carolina. Great governor, South Carolina. Uh, not South, South Carolina. South Dakota. But your senators suck. They are full-blown establishment. I mean, this is ridiculous that's going on. Now, another person who is very, very familiar with this whole case. Uh, I mean, it's just, ugh. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, the travesty that's being done to these American citizens. I mean, these are political prisoners. I and say, and say, well, it's not in your No, they are political prisoners. I mean, they're in the D.C. gulag. And I think one of the best people who's done a real deep dive into January 6th is uh, American Greatness uh, columnist and contributor, uh, Julie Kelly, a, an amazing lady who's done substantial uh, research. Now, she was on Steve Bannon's War Room uh, the day after, and some of the insights that she provided were nothing short of amazing, and she pretty much let the D.C. Uh, and, the de and the Department of Injustice, she let them have it with both barrels, and I just want to play that for you. That is nothing short of amazing to me. So hang tight, folks. Here's Julie Kelly on... Steve Bannon's war room the day of, at the day after the report. So Albert Watkins, his attorney who represented him through the plea deal, um, he came out apparently yesterday or today and said that he had not seen that surveillance video. I checked the other day on Jacob's docket uh, what video clips were entered into evidence during his, for the government's um, sentencing memorandum. 
There were only four uh, surveillance video clips. Two of them were outside. So it's very unlikely, uh, based on that evidence, now what uh, Mr. Watkins is saying, that he saw exactly uh, Jacob Chansley's movements with Capitol Police throughout the building that afternoon. How can they get away with it? Because these judges are snakes. Because they are all in cahoots. They're a rubber stamp for this DOJ. They are the real villains here, as I told Tucker last night. They are the ones, I'm telling you, I know Republicans have their playful. It would be nice uh, to uh, call one in or two of these judges up on impeachment because they are completely violating their duty of office to protect the rights of these defendants. Let the government run roughshod over these people. In a city that voted 92% for Joe Biden, the, the, the very idea that even these jury trials are ongoing in Washington, D.C. is a disgrace. The judges should have changed uh, venue for every single one of these trials, especially the high-profile ones. But they refuse what, to do what, so. What, They're what? Mm, mm, mm. Too much, y'all. Now, Julie Kelly was mostly talking about the QAnon shaman uh, Jacob Chandley and Chansley and what happened to him his attorney never got any kind of access to any of that footage which was nothing more than a tragedy and a travesty one year in solitary confinement browbeat by the Department of Injustice to take a plea deal for something he really didn't do when there was a sculpt exculpatory evidence available if his attorney had the opportunity to see it. But nope, this is Merrick Garland's Department of Injustice weaponized to the core and what it will do to American citizens who don't get in lockstep with the agenda. That's, I mean, that's sick and twisted. But I'll tell you what, this whole thing with January 6th, and Tucker did mention it Monday night on his program, but briefly. Now, the one there's one question that has bugged me and bugged me and bugged me ever since this happened, and ever since I learned of this story. Now, if you really want to learn something that really should be uh, looked at real closely, which the January 6th kangaroo court really didn't was the mysterious Ray Epps. That is a name that Tucker Carlson mentioned. Now, Ray Epps is an enigma on top of an enigma. Now, Revolver News did this story last year about Ray Epps, and there is video. If you go to Revolver News, Revolver.news, you will, and they've got a link to it, a, a story about Ray Epps on their homepage. Check this guy out, because I'll tell you, if you want to talk about somebody who was in charge of potentially starting these riots, this guy has got to be number one on your list. Now, the chronology of Ray Epps, and I'll keep it as simple as I can, Ray Epps is from Arizona. He was caught on video several different times, including the night before, on January 5th. And 
he was essentially encouraging people to go into the Capitol as early as the night before. Now, and I've got the audio for this, but if you want to see the video of Epps and what he was trying to do, you're going to have the same kind of questions that I have. Why was this guy not indicted? Because that's a huge question, it's a legitimate question, and it's a fair question. Now, after January 6th, on the FBI's own website, Ray Epps' picture was put on there as a person of interest. We want to talk to this guy, and if anybody can identify him, please do. Now, that was January of 2021 to June the 30th, 2021. Well, now, come July the 1st, all of a sudden, Ray Epps' picture is gone from the FBI website. And it was discovered that Ray Epps was from Arizona. Now, local media there in Phoenix wanted to go and find out about Ray Epps and who he was, went to the field office, the Phoenix field office of the FBI, and they denied he even existed. That's pretty dang sketchy and hinky for the premier law enforcement agency in the country, if not the world. So that right there should give you question. Now, um, but there is more. There is more, but I want to put out there at least the audio of some of what he did uh, on the day of and the night before January 6th, because that right there should make you ask some questions. And, I'll, and there's more to him that meets the eye, but I want you to at least hear some of this, and I will kind of pose my questions here. So this is Ray Epps. Uh, you might, the sound might be a little garbled, but you should be able to hear at least some of what he said. Uh, and I'll explain more after it's finished. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the has heard saying going into the Capitol going into the Capitol now for a guy who all of us who was kind of like it's like a like Harry Houdini he's there and he's not poof and how did he escape any sort of an indictment 
Now, the January 6th kangaroo court, apparently, uh, he testified before them, and apparently, the timeline didn't match up, and it, and it was determined that Ray Epps lied to the great January 6th committee. Gag me. And to this day, to this day, he still has not been indicted for what for inciting people to go into the Capitol, but yet you have people like the QAnon shaman gets 41 months in federal prison by a, by some seriously sick twisted judges who are essentially swamp creatures themselves. So yeah, why, why, oh why? Uh, the QAnon shaman Jacob Shanley. Chansley is sitting in prison along with other political prisoners at the DC Gulag and they certainly will not get fair trials because they won't because these judges are not going to grant a change of venue and especially if you got a jury trial I mean a jury trial in DC if you're a Democrat hey life is fantastic because no jury in their right mind would convict you so you know if you're a Republican oh yeah they're going after you they're going after your family they're going after your kids they're, they'll even go after your dog or your cat because these are evil SOBs I mean and if you don't think that they're weaponized FBI in SWAT gear full tactical busting down doors I mean the Mark Houck case perfect example he go, the FBI goes in, full tactical gear, busts the door down, scares the living daylights out of his wife, and traumatizes his kids. Daddy's getting arrested just because he was praying the rosary in front of an abortion clinic and some clown was going after his 12-year-old son and he was doing what any good dad would do, protect his kids. Now, thank God... He was completely exonerated, but trust me, folks, there is a war that has been declared by the, just, the Injustice Department and the FBI on evangelical Christians and traditional Catholics. And somehow the Latin Mass, for my Catholic friends, is considered evil and incitement to white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. Could somebody please just, I mean, every time I hear that, I, I don't have, I, I just wish I had a bottle of Pepto-Bismol so I could just upend it because it really makes me sick to my stomach when I hear this. But they have essentially the Justice Department or Injustice Department, I mean, pick, you know, it's interchangeable in my world, have decided to come after you if you happen to be Trump supporter, MAGA, America First, a Christian, a constitutionalist, you name it. You're, you're dangerous. I mean, and this whole thing with white supremacy? For heaven's sakes, leave the white folks alone. Most of the ones I know aren't even anywhere close to that. You know, and this is a black guy talking. But I'm sure they'll, at some point, feel like they can go after black conservatives. You know, I mean, <laughs> the media has already called people like Candace Owens and Larry Elder when he was running for governor, you know, 
a black white supremacist. I'm going, that is the most ridiculous and asinine thing I've ever heard. I mean, really, because I apparently fit into that category too. And I mean, I don't, I'm not a prominent celebrity or any type of public figure, but yeah, I'm waiting for the day that that happens so I can actually bust the gut laughing. I really do. But like I said, sorry for the uh, little side road, but where is Ray Epps in all of this? He's lied to the committee and the timeline will prove it. And yet, you know, the, the committee got what it wanted was, which is frankly, you know, not really valid. You know, they've got a criminal referral for Trump to try to stop him from running. And I can assure you, you can throw all the indictments you want to, but he is not going to stop. He is not going to stop. And frankly, it's going to be fun when this great grand master plan of yours blows up in your face because y'all were trying to be too cute by half by impaneling a committee uh, which really had no power, no real uh, authority, and didn't even have any type of minority counsel for the Republicans and no cross-examinations. So, needless to say, folks, what can you do? But I'll tell you, it's going to be a trip. It's going to be a serious trip. Uh, once more of this material, this the security footage comes out, oh, man, there's going to be a huge travesty of justice. And there's going to be some serious, serious work with some of these judges and some of their sorry butts need to be impeached for violating the constitutional and civil rights of Americans, and certainly when it comes to due process. But what can you do? I mean, the Republicans have got plenty going on today, and it's going to take me a while to catch you up on it, so I'll try to do as best as I can and get it ready for you for tomorrow and WTF Friday. So for now, my friends, take care. Have yourself a great uh, rest of your day. If you uh, want to uh, tell your friends uh, to listen and subscribe to In Black and Right and get notifications uh, via uh, whatever pro podcasting platform you decide to use, we're on all of them, uh, big, small, and in between. Just look for In Black and Right, or you can go by my name, Jerry Brooks, or you can just simply look for our flaming microphone uh, and you'll find us. So please spread, uh, spread the word. The show is growing. We are heard in 31 different states and eight foreign countries. So this is an extra added blessing. So please help us grow and uh, tell people about us and encourage them to subscribe and get notifications. So for now, take care, everybody. Take, uh, I love y'all. God bless. And remember, as always, patriots come in all colors.